welcome to With a Pencil, a six-episode podcast series about the John Wick universe. Hmm. Before we move on, can I, I, I'm going to tell you both real quick. That's the, right now, that's the first time that I've said the name of the podcast out loud. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Up until this moment, I've only ever seen Are it. Are you good? Are you having second thoughts? I'm or? having second thoughts. <laughs> I felt it in your uh, delivery. <laughs> yeah, you're like, did I really hmm. call it this? It looks cool on the artwork. Mm-hmm. I, you see it in an email or in a text, you're like, that's a good idea for a title. Mm-hmm. But saying it out loud... I don't know. Maybe man. it's the intonation. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe you need to practice it in the mirror like with a pencil. With a pencil. I need to say it like the guy, like Vigo says it. I would say pick an accent. Go. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Next episode, I'm going accent. Okay. That's my plan. Anyway, this is with a pencil. Each, uh, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's a, it sounds like I blame this on you, Kara. This is uh, <laughs> a very serious NPR show. When I was watching this with my wife last night, and Vigo says, With a pencil, she just like burst out laughing. Yeah, okay. So, you know, See? you're hitting on something. All right. <laughs> Each episode, I'll be joined by two guests to take a look at a different part of the John Wick universe. Sometimes we're going to be talking only about one of the movies. Other times we're going to be taking parts or pieces of one of the movies and then extending that into a bigger conversation. Today, we're only talking about the movie. We're talking about the first movie, John Wick, which came out in 2014 and set all of this in motion. My guest today, Sean Finnessy. Hello. Editor-in-chief of TheRinger.com and Nikki Mayard. Hi. Who is uh, from a fantastic show, Laser Wolf. I think everybody should watch it. But these are two people who, in my heart, could never be excommunicado. So I wanted to have you on. Thank y'all for both being here. Thanks for having me. Thank this you for having awesome. me, Shay. We've we've all, between the three of us, seen this movie enough times that I don't think we need a full-on retelling of the plot. So we're going to do a very condensed version real quick, along with a very condensed version of who John Wick is. John Wick is a retired assassin. He's been out of the assassination game for a little over five years. He left because he met a woman and fell in love. They got married and it was great, but then she got sick and she died and it wasn't great anymore. And that's really when the, when the movie starts. We see John bury his wife and then we see him go home to begin his new life as a widower. And that evening there's a knock on the door. It's a delivery person from a courier service. And she gives John a travel crate with a puppy inside and a card. John sits down, he opens the card, he realizes that it's from his wife. And she writes in the note that she knows he needed something to love, which is why she arranged for him to receive this puppy after her death. This is a very touching, tender scene where we watch this guy sort of start to realize that his wife is really gone. A day or so later, while at a gas station, John meets Yosef Tarasov, son to a high-ranking Russian gangster named Vigo. Yosef tries to buy John's car from him. John declines. Yosef and his goons break into John's house at night, beat John, kill his dog, then steal his car. John decides that he cannot let that attack stand, so he goes to war. And I have, a, I have an idea. Sean, Sean, will you help me with this? You have to say yes or no before I ask you what it is, though. Yes, I will help you. Okay. I'm going to read that last line again to make it a little more dramatic. When I say, so he goes to war, will you make like a, like a thunder sound in the background? <laughs> I, will, I will try. Let's, let's do this. John decides that he cannot let that attack stand, so he goes to war. <laughs> uh, that was that was a portal dungeon. I, ha- I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> when the movie's over, John has killed Yosef. John has killed Vigo. John has killed seventy-five of the men who work for Vigo, and he's found a new dog to love. We just spoiled the whole movie. Yes. Okay, that's okay though. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, because we're just going to go through some categories here. 
Nikki, do you do you love John Wick or do you just like John Wick a lot? Where no, are you I love John Wick. Do you? What is it about John Wick, the movie or the character that sort of pulls you in? I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Keanu's my guy. Okay. <laughs> this is like everything I've ever loved in my entire life. It's Keanu. It's retired assassin. I'm like one of those people who used to read like Tom Clancy novels. Yes. I love, love, love action thrillers. So mm -hmm. like he's my dream dude. When did you find out about John Wick? Had it already been out? It was it was in the movies, past the movies, or did you see it when it first came out? I remember when the first one came out, I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw the second one. Right. And then went back and watched the first one. You saw a second before the first. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I my brain is fine with things like that. Sure. Um, so I saw the second one and then I went back and watched the first one and then I've probably watched it a hundred times since then. It's so good. Sean, <laughs> what what is it about this movie that is just gets in your bones? A few things. I also, Keanu's one of my guys. It's hard. If you don't like Keanu, I feel like we're, we're not good. We're not cool. Keanu is, has an unbroken streak of good taste, low-key good taste. And it's also in this amazing lineage of basically silent loner killer types. Yeah. You know, there's this great history of movies like this, the Sergio Leone movies and Point Blank and all, all those sort of put a gun in this man's hand and he'll take care of business. That is an entire genre of movie. There hadn't been a movie like that in a long time. Mm -hmm. And this is very loyal to that brand of movie, but also has its own its own vibe. Yeah. Is, I grew up on like Death Wish movies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is this John Wick series the best new action franchise that we've gotten since like 2000? Where Where is it? I, I, I got some of them for you. I'm going to go through them. You tell me if it's better or worse than these ones. We'll start with an easy one. The Transporter, the Jason Statham series. Oh, this is so much better. Oh, this is better. You're very precise. Transportation is a precise business. Okay. You were saying, ooh, like you like the, you like the Transporter? I'm saying, ooh, because, yeah, I really like the Transporter, but Wick gets better. Yeah, okay. That's, Transporter does not. Yeah, That's Transporter's right. going That's the opposite right. direction. <laughs> also, Wick has mythology. Transporter yes, does not have really mythology. You know? Yeah. Okay. Slightly harder. Jason Bourne. I can't remember anything that happened before two weeks ago. Lucky you. No, I'm serious. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. None of it. Yes, because Darker and the fact that they're still using New York as a backdrop. Sean. I am not a fan of the Bourne films. Me neither. Me okay, neither. this is good. That's, that's why we're on the show together. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, there's just so something yes. about it. Like, I don't know. There's something about Matt Damon doing all this stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, hunting, relax. Even just stylistically in the movie, when the Bourne film started happening, people were like, this is so dope. The camera is shaking like crazy because that's what it's really like to be in a fight. And that's not what I want to see in an action movie. I want to see clearly what's happening. So hold the camera clear. And if you're going to shoot somebody in the face, like I want to see very up close that you're shooting somebody in the face. Mm -hmm. None of this like jiggling action that was always happening in all those movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a narrative thing for me with the Bourne thing. Yeah. All right. Mission Impossible. One, two, three. Toast. Toast. Check. Good. Okay, Luther, I'm going in. The first one is in the late 90s, but since, I mean, it, it's grown into itself lately. You put me to a tough decision. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be the guy that says this is better than Mission Impossible, I'm but with you. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? There's Say just it. too many. Say it. 
There's too, too many. many Mission Impossible. <laughs> That's a take right there. This is not better than Mission Impossible. That's my take. Are I, you serious? I'm on the record as Mission Impossible being the best active franchise. So oh. I have I have to ride with that. Oh my goodness. Well, that's because you haven't seen part three yet. That's why. That's true. Once maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe again, my two. You know, will here's the thing. Here's the thing about all of these things. John Wick is gonna win for me because the of the mythology. Like mm -hmm. it just is such a better backstory. It's, it's so much, so much yeah. darker. It takes all of the elements of all of the things that you love about Mich like Mission Impossible, which is like the long drawn out fights, the really intense like storyline and crazy villains. I think the reason it's resonating with all of us so much is because it touches everything that yeah. we kind of like in all of these I think franchises. That's, that's exactly right. When I watch Mission Impossible, I'm like, oh, he's running down the side of a building. That's a situation I'm never going to be in. <laughs> but with John Wick, you're like, oh, it's one guy and there are eight people coming in his house. Good luck. Like, I understand that. I can process that a little better. What about the Fast and the Furious? I don't have friends. I got family. This, these are better than the <laughs> yeah. Fast and the Furious movies. Like, no question. It's, and this is, I know this is a complicated territory for you, Shay, and mm -hmm. your love for the Fast series. I admire what the Fast series has become. I would say that about half of those movies I find borderline unwatchable. Okay. And John Wick 1 and 2 are like among my favorite movies to watch that exist. I've been... I'm behind. I haven't watched since Tokyo Drift. Oh, Maybe wow. four. You're six behind. Maybe four. <laughs> so your answer is clear. I'm so... Okay. So you're John Wick. This is a tough beat for you. That's, I'm the what, one what dentist you? that has stayed. I think that the John Wick series is a, is a, is better. Okay. It's a little bit better. It edges past it. It's just... I mean, we've got... So far, we've gotten three movies, and every single one of them has been better, a little bit better than the last one. And the first one started out so high. 96, 97. Like, we're just up here. Already. You're already teasing three really hard on this podcast. Dude, dude. <laughs> Kill Bill. I've killed a hell of a lot of people to get to this point. But I have only one more. The last one. The one I'm driving to right now. Ooh, no. Kill Bill's my favorite. And it? I'm sorry, it's a woman, so... No, I don't see me. that as an action franchise, though. <laughs> what is you know? It? Well, it that's was, true. It's actually just a long story. It's one big movie, and it was okay. shot as one big movie. Yeah, it wasn't that's shot true. separately... Okay. So I don't like if if Tarantino came out and said I'm doing part three, that probably would complicate this. But I don't see it as a franchise. All right. How about the raid? That's my last one. Hmm. Did you see the raid? I did. I did not see the raid. Ooh, you gotta see that one. I'm gonna ooh you like you've been ooh. The ooh. <laughs> you gotta see the raid. It's okay. really good. I think pound for pound, the raid might have more exciting action set pieces, but is definitely not a better movie. That's exactly true. That's exactly what I was going to say. The fight scenes. You're not touching those fight scenes. It's crazy. But stuff. as a movie, you're like, let me fast forward to just the fights. Exactly. John Wick. John Wick is at its center just a cool movie. It's full of cool characters doing cool things, saying cool things. I think we're going to start there for our little categories that we have. This is my first category for you. What's the coolest thing someone says in John Wick that isn't the yeah, I'm thinking I'm back monologue? <laughs> This can't be part of it. I've got some options for you. Okay. And feel free, of course, to throw some in there if you think I missed something. Here's a good one. Remember the guy that he drowns in the sink in the nightclub? Mm -hmm. As he's dying, his last two words are, fuck you. Yes. I think that's like a cool thing to I do. also love that that guy is Connerty from Billions, which gonna, is just yeah. incredible. We're going to touch really? on that. Yeah. yeah. Ah. We're going to touch on that one soon. All right, here's the next one. Option number two. This is after John Wick has just killed everybody in the club. And Yosef is in the car. He's escaped and he calls Victor. Victor's the guy. He drowns in the sink. He calls Victor to see if he made it out alive. And John answers the phone and he says, Victor's dead. Everything's got a price. And then he hangs up, which is a callback to a thing that Yosef told him earlier. 
That one's pretty cool, but I feel like that one is the like, like it's supposed, it's the cool line. I got you. It was cool on purpose. It was trying <laughs> yes. to be cool. But All it right. is very cool. Okay. Here's another one. This is John Wick again. This is when he gets back to the hotel. He's all, he just had this gigantic fight. He's all covered in blood and everything. And he asks the concierge, how good's your laundry? Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that That's line. good. I love that. The concierge is, is fantastic. He just has this like confident elegance to him. Mm-hmm. It's really, really great. Also, he sticks to his accent, which I always appreciate. <laughs> Whenever yeah. someone has like a really wild accent in a movie and they just like land it and they stay with it, I'm uh-huh. like, Miss yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perkins, while she's fist fighting John in the hotel room, she looks him dead in his eyes. She looks John Wick, the boogeyman in his eyes, and she tells him, you were always a pussy <laughs> while she's in the middle of fighting him. That's a top level, top level thing. Number five, this is after John Wick has broken into the church and he's sort of killing everybody and he's getting the priest to open the gate and the priest says, Vigo will kill me. And then John Wick turns around and he shoots a guy in the head and he goes, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was going to be my pick. That was it. All right. I know. I was waiting to hear all your five because I was like, I feel like Shay is going to hit all the ones that I like. So I went, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. Are we not just like straight face intimidation? But are we not including Vigo's soliloquy about, about John Wick? I wasn't going to include that one, but if you want to add it, the only Vigo line I have in here is the BC in you, John, after he kills him. Okay. I'll see you. But what about John as a man of focus, commitment, sheer will, something you know very little about. (laughs) I once saw him kill three men in a bar. With a pencil. With, with a, a fucking pencil. Fucking That's just the that's an all time shit is so great. You, the titular podcast. The, you nailed the with a pencil line. Yeah. All right. The with a pencil line is always great because it also reminds me of my favorite villain of all time, which is the Joker, and which is still one of the craziest things I've ever seen on screen when he just like the magic trick, the, the magic dark, trick, dark night, yeah, in the dark night. I think that's like the minute in the dark night where you're like, this is something different. You're is like, there eyes cross? <laughs> is there any? Do you think that they're alluding to a moment like that? Do they want you to think of that Joker moment when they I put that line? So. No, no, that's just a, that's a actually that's a big trope in um, that's a big trope in pencil action. murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tell the me idea, more. the idea of the lone killer being able to kill you with something very with small, anything. or True. it used to be pressure point. Mm-hmm. which is like what Kill Bill gets really mm-hmm. well, you know? But yeah, the pencil or something really small, like that's a big... So I, one of the things I really like that they do in the John Wick movies is they always sort of call back to all the stuff that they did. So in part two, when they have the pencil scene, like they're starting the fight and you see it on the table and you're like, it's going to happen. Like, it's about to happen. Chekhov's pencil. I took I took uh, my sons to go see this movie. Hmm. So when it came out, they were maybe nine or 10. Cur- <laughs> curious choice. And it was, a, it was a, like one of my mistakes that I made. But afterward... <laughs> They were like, I'm not going to I want to say definitely a mistake, but I'm like, that's pretty much around the time I started watching movies. Like yeah, that. exactly. That's what I was thinking. So do they only write in pen now? Like what did, what happened? Was yeah. There some sort only, of significant only change? soft, uh, like you dip your finger oh, in, quill? in paint. I don't keep any <laughs> pencils in, in my home. Yeah. It's like finger paints as well. We ask <laughs> nice. how we write at the house now. All right. Uh, Nikki, so you, you're going with the uh-huh line. Yes. That's a good, that's a It's good a good pick. one. All right. Sean, you're doing with the, with the pencil? It has to be with a pencil. All right. I'm going to Dark Horse pick. There's a, the guy, I really like him. He's kind of like a nerdy dude. Vigo's assistant. Mm-hmm. Avi is his mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Is this Dean Winters? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean yeah. Winters. I really like when he tells, this is like one of my favorite things that they do in action movies. I really like when somebody makes a reference to a chopper. 
and they're driving and he says, fuel the chopper. And I just love that. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> shades, of, shades of Schwarzenegger. I desperately want to say that one day in my life. Fuel the chopper. Category number two. Which person in John Wick should be the most embarrassed? I've got some options for you. Okay. Well, I can pick from one of these. Great. All right. Here's I know. I'm like, I want to hear all your options before <laughs> I throw mine out. Okay. The first one. And I've got eight. I'm going to go through them quick. First option, John Wick should be embarrassed. John Wick, for some reason, does not know who Yosef Tarasov is. He's only five years out of the game. He was working with Vigo. They have this whole thing. Yosef is in his 20s, which means he was late teens at the time. John had to have seen him. He couldn't have changed it. He's a weird looking guy. You're not going to forget that face. John should be a little bit embarrassed that he didn't know who this guy was, I think. I think, mm, next one. I don't agree with that one. I think, I think John was just like, who is you? And why would I ever pay attention to you? Because he's the son of Vigo. Yeah, but he don't do nothing. So he probably wasn't doing anything five years ago when he was like 12. I don't know. <laughs> he was probably watching Game of Thrones. You should have recognized him as Theon Greyjoy. I mean, there on. we go. Yeah. Okay, that is the injustice. John speaks like five different languages. I feel like he would have noticed this kid. Just, I don't know. I'm throwing that out there. All right, option number two. All 12 of the guys who went into John's house to kill him that first night. They should all be embarrassed. But especially the guy who he shoots in the chest and then he jumps on him like a fucking monkey, shoots another guy, and then throws a guy on the floor and shoots him in the head, especially him. Option number three. Oh, another one in the house. This one always sort of stuck out to me. The guy who he breaks his neck on the kitchen countertop. Like the neck breaking yeah, is yeah. not that embarrassing. But like you died on a, on a court countertop. That's, to me, that's weird. Like the, when they all meet up in henchman heaven. What about the guy who drowns in two inches of water? He's on the list. <laughs> That's my number four. That's the next option. John Jones, Connerty. We're just going to, we're going to call him Connerty now in the sink club. That's in the John Jones, Connerty in a sink in the nightclub. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. I, my, my dark horse is Perkins. She should be embarrassed? Embarrassed. How's that? She just showed up and died. <laughs> okay. They were like, hello. She was like, yeah, cool. I'll come meet you in Central Park. I'm like, dang, you was willing, you were willing to break the rules for two million, but she, you weren't willing to run? Yeah. She knew what was going on. That was a, that was a big mistake. Like that on was her stupid. Part. That's that a was good dumb. addition. I did not I did not have that on the list. Who um, else is on your list? Because I'm not sure. I might my pick might be Perkins too, but I need to hear more. Okay, here's a, the next one. In the club, there's a henchman who's on the radio, and they're like, "Hey, is the basement clear?" He's like, "Yeah." And he turns the corner. Yeah, it's clear. And then he turns around and he gets stabbed in the chest and in the throat. He should be embarrassed. <laughs> the henchman who dies while wearing a speedo comes out the pool. Tough beat. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, what good are all of those muscles for? Yeah. You fucking muscle monster. He's another guy. Look, this is in my head. John is killing all of these guys. And as he's killing them, they're all sort of popping up in henchman heaven. They're just there hanging out. And every time somebody shows up, they're like, how did he get you? <laughs> oh, he fucking he broke your neck on the countertop. <laughs> and then this guy shows up in a Speedo. And I picture all of those other guys just fucking dying laughing when he shows up. I have some bad news for you. Okay. Henchmen don't go to heaven. You don't think so? No. No. Under no circumstances. I think there's a henchman heaven. Not a normal heaven. It's more like it's a, a bad place. Yeah. It's, All right. It's, the, it's a purgatory. Okay. Best. Two more. I, I do like, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy get shot in a pool by someone who's also in a pool. Has that ever happened before in a movie? Probably. Yeah. It's happened. Maybe not in, a, not in a pool, but it's happened in, like in the ocean. I've seen it. Shooting in the ocean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With harpoon guns. <laughs> that would be deep <laughs> underwater. That fighting. sounds like deep Okay, blue sea. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a tough look. It's a tough look to be luxuriating in a speedo in a pool and to have a man in a black suit shoot you in the pool. Okay. 
He's a contender. Yeah. Two more. Harry, the guy Miss Perkins kills, he's like giving her this whole speech and she's just like, nah, breaks her little thumb or dislocates it, pops him in the head. And then the last one is the guy who gets killed by John while John's hands are tied together. Oh, yeah. After the whole, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back speech. Are, are we sure that Marcus shouldn't be on this list? Why, why shouldn't Marcus be? Because Marcus played himself. Like he took the contract and then he sought to protect his friend. Why not just turn down the contract? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what his, what was his end game? He was protecting John. Yeah, I think, I think Marcus's idea was that if he knew that if the contract was with him, then he would be the only, he would kind of be like the, the worst thing that John would have to worry about. But it wasn't exclusive. So then Marcus for no money has to protect John and trail him all around the city. There, man. I think there's some sort of like, we're going to get that in the prequel. We're going to find out. Yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, there's definitely like, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, there's definitely a, he owed him something because mm-hmm. he kind of just sacrificed himself for him without yeah. talking about 100%. it. 100%. I don't think Marcus should be embarrassed at all. He should be proud. This is a lot of idle speculation about Marcus <laughs> and John's relationship. We can't confirm any of this. Willem Dafoe is always going to do the right thing. That's Correct. true. It's true. We should have known when we saw <laughs> him say, take the deal. Once we saw it was Willem Dafoe, that's, we should have known That's true. That was, was a dead giveaway. I was, I was surprised when he shoots the pillow next to John. I was like, why didn't he just kill him right there? I didn't even realize the first yeah. time I watched it. He was were, looking out. They were friends. Okay. I, did, I didn't even catch the, the Perkins thing. I'm mm-hmm. very pro Perkins. So like everything she does. No, to me Perkins is, like, is really great. cool. And then I have always thought it was odd that he just calls her in the middle of the night and says, sorry to call you so late. Mm-hmm. And she just like pulls up. And I'm like, what did she think was going to happen? Yeah. Right? I was like, did she think she was going to be able to beg or like ask for forgiveness or something? Mm-hmm. And like, if not, then why not run? Get, at least like do something about it. By the I don't know. own hand. So Yosef is not on this list? I mean, Yosef clowned himself and destroyed his whole family and his father's but criminal Yosef enterprise. Was destined to be a clown. See, like yeah. when you have, when you, when you wear your clown suit, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, when you wear a clown suit, okay. clown things happen to you. True, you feel me? true. <laughs> and also, he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. until. I mean, I guess maybe you can make that argument. He should have known about John Wick if John Wick is there. Good but point. John Wick's been. But see, this is what I'm saying. Five years for someone that young, maybe. All right. It's not, a, and it's not a legend that he even knew. His father told him after the fact. Yosef but is v- safe. Vigo's bringing Yosef into the family business, right? We understand that. Yep. And uh, you know, the boogeyman is a, is is but a part of the history, of, but he's a part of the history of the business. But nobody's trying to think about the boogeyman. Here's the thing that I think that we all forget: like John made himself erased himself from everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. It's like when you grow up and you stop being afraid of the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Your closet stops looking like weird shapes to you. And then maybe one day you get drunk or whatever it may be and something in the corner looks kind of weird and it freaks you out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, I wasn't trying to think about the boogeyman. <laughs> like, he wasn't in my head. I wasn't trying to recall him and he wasn't trying to be recalled. That's what makes... John Wick coming. That's what makes all of the That's lovely clever. language about like, are you back, John? Are you working, John? And then when he's like, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm back. Like, you're like, yeah, bro, you've been back for like 68 minutes. <laughs> Next category. Which person in John Wick has the best cameo? I got eight of them for you again. Lots of eights. Brian Connerty from Billions, the guy who gets drowned in the sink. I didn't. I don't watch Billions, so I didn't know that. You should watch Billions; they're really good. Theon from Game of Thrones, 
Should have saw him. John Leguizamo, personal favorite of mine. Always, always my favorite cameo. As soon as he shows up in a movie, I'm like, I'm going to pay to watch this movie. Mayhem from those insurance commercials. That's Abby, mm-hmm. that guy. He'll always be Ryan O'Reilly from Oz to me. That's really where he made his name, Dean Winters. He's not that guy in that commercial. He's Ryan O'Reilly, who was the agent of chaos on Oz. That's, I was that's about to say, I don't pick. know that the characters are different, but yes. That's true. Good point. <laughs> they, they are very similar. I really liked him in Oz. That came out when I was in high school. Same. And this was, okay, so there's like the, today in America, there's like this very strong conversation about representation in movies and media, whatever. When I saw Ryan O'Reilly in Oz, he was the first actor I saw who had a big forehead in a thing. <laughs> And I was like, I've got a big forehead. This guy, I'm going to like this guy. Yes. He's he's really cool. He was a trailblazer in terms of forehead <laughs> representation. Truly the Muhammad Ali of foreheads. A, I have a very random question Give it for to you. Me. Okay. Do you think the concierge, all of the concierges being black, do you think that's diversity or racism? I think it's racism. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We got to take that up. I hate Winston. to say that, but I really do think no. it is. <laughs> All right, next one. Well, maybe it's a commentary since Ian McShane, the owner, is is a white colonialist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And think of who's in in his employ and all the criminal activity taking place. um, Coolest line in the movies. Okay. And it's only because it reminds me of one of my favorite lines in a different movie. But when he says to uh, Wick, when he says rules, uh, that's what separates us from the animal. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. we're all just animals. Right. And it reminds me of my favorite line from. Goodfellas, yes. when they yes. tell him he's not going to divorce his wife, and he's like, you're not going to get a divorce. We're not animale. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that line is so great because I'm like, these people really think they're not savages. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Tyra from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Tyra is, Tyra. I'm going to tell you ahead of time, Tyra is my pick. She is, to me, the most interesting part of the movie that's like a background feature of it. She's just so reckless. She knew she was going to get killed for attacking John. She didn't care. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to go get this money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put this guy in the dirt. I'm gonna be a legend. People don't talk enough about that scene when uh, when they have the fight. Like that gets lost in everything. But the fight between those two when she's doing all the jujitsu, mm-hmm. she's got John in a fucking crucifix. Like that's that's top level stuff. Lieutenant Daniels from The Wire is the hotel concierge. Lester from The Wire as Harry, and then Daniel Bernhardt, who I don't know if he's in y'all's orbit, but he is the guy in my head who after they continued making the Bloodsport movies, he's who replaced Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. Dark Kumite, baby. Um, is, are those the only options? Because I have a few other options Okay, here. go. I mean, go. I was at eight, and I said, this what has got to be have? enough. So The, the wire people for me. Jimmy, the police officer who comes to the door. Oh, is, is that somebody? Is Thomas Sadowski, who you may know as Don from the newsroom. I don't know if y'all watch the newsroom. <gasps> yes. Watch the newsroom. Whoa. So that's great. And also, that guy is playing a Nassau County police officer. And I know a lot about Nassau County police officers from my personal life. My father oh, Jimmy, is Jimmy's one of a them. Great character. Is he really? Yes. So Jimmy is an interesting character, classic cop who lets bad shit happen. And <laughs> then he and, goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin Nash, better known as Diesel in WWF, and Kevin Nash, the professional wrestler who is the bouncer outside of the club, who John oh, comes up behind. That's why that guy looks familiar. Yes, he's like a six foot seven professional wrestler, one of the most important wrestlers. He helped co-found the NWO and WCW. That. See, I'm good at random names and faces, but I'm bad at Wick because I missed so many of them. There's these. so many in these movies. It's it's one of the best parts I, about I these get, movies. Yeah, I guess I I just start to get category. used to seeing their faces. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my vote would be for Kevin Nash, who I was a fan of as a wrestling fan as a kid, and mm-hmm. it was fun to see him pop up. He also Kevin Nash also appears in um, Magic Mike as one of the dancers. 
Okay. I got to rewatch that one. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> He's the big tall guy. I'm voting Tyra. Okay. Tyra's my, that's, that's my pick. No, the wire dudes. Yeah. I always love seeing them. Harry, do, you, do you like Harry or or the concierge? The concierge. Yeah, yeah he's great. Lance there's Reddick. this like there's this affection between John Wick and the concierge that has its own He like, likes him. You could tell he they, likes like, them. Like they they have like genuine love for each other. Yes. Can and I tell it goes beyond like whatever the hell is going this on. This is this is one of the things I like so much about that character because he talks to everybody exactly the same. Mm-hmm. A tiny, tiny part of his face changes and you're like, oh, he does not like you at all. <laughs> oh, he loves you. Can I tell a quick Lance Reddick story? Please do. Yes. I was at a party thrown by my employer in 2007 by magazine. Here we go. Long, <laughs> long night. Here we go. We were at some sort of rented space. I don't really remember where it was. It was on the Lower East Side of New York. And... For whatever reason, four or five cast members from The Wire came to this party. We hadn't done a story about The Wire. There was no like reason for that. It was just like there are a lot of New York actors on The Wire and they were all there. And they're hanging out and everybody's having a nice time. It was very friendly. You remember The Wire was not actually popular. Mm-hmm. Like it, there were not yeah. a lot of people watching it. It became much more of a cult object. A lot of people caught on in the fourth and fifth season. I think this is around the third season. And so the people who were at the party were like grateful to be invited to a party. So they were having a great time. We're hanging out. Remember, Cuddy was there and Lance Reddick was there. Lance Reddick was the last person who was not employed by Vibe to be at the party. It's about three o'clock in the morning. And he was literally congratulating people who worked at Vibe for participating and engineering intelligence into the culture in a way I had never seen. He was a grown man, a professional, successful actor who was just like, I just want to thank you for everything that you do to make the world a better place. It was the weirdest yes, experience. Yes. But he was such That's a, a very nice dude. New York 3 a.m. <laughs> but he was like, he seemed sober. Like it wasn't that wild. Anyway, lovely man. So I'm, I'm pro concierge. Right. Somebody's always thanking somebody at 3 a.m. in New York. Next category. What's the most surprising moment in John Wick or the most surprising part of John Wick? I'm going to go through them quick. Number one, John Wick has pajamas. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> All-time assassin. He's got pajamas that he puts on to go to sleep in. Number two, John Wick drives a 1969 Mustang. This is not a surprise at all. This seems like a kind of car that a cool person would drive. And they're always in, like Stallone had one in lockup. People have these cars. What's, do you have a car like that that you're like, when I'm retired, whatever, yes, or retired I, Shay, I or retired one. Nikki? Nikki, what is yours? It's a Bronco. Yes, a Ford Bronco. They're redoing them. They, like, are you, you both? You both are Bronco. That's I your love, both of I your love, answers. That's not my answer. Not but a, oh, okay. But I okay. love a Ford Bronco. Like the the, the redone seventies ones. They're like a hundred thousand dollars. Some crazy shit like that. I like things pick. I can carry. Like I like cars that can put a lot of stuff in. And yes. not a lot of people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'm a I'm a Jeep Grand Wagoneer guy. Oh Ooh, wow! Nice yes. with the wood paneling on the mm-hmm. side. Oh nice. I okay. bought one in. Uh, those are lovely. Right out of college, and I, I got like two paychecks, and I said, I'm, I'm buying a wagon here. Huh. It's like $2,000 off Craigslist, and then it broke down a oh, week later. That's a bad story. I'm going to get a good one. All right, next one. John Wick, possibly a former Marine. He has a tattoo on his back. Yeah. That's like a, a Marine tattoo. That one doesn't seem like that. What does the tattoo say? Fortis Fortuna Aduvat. What does that mean? Fortune favors the bold. Okay. Boom. I did my research, Sean. I know you did. That's why I asked you. <laughs> All right. I knew you'd have an answer. This was a surprising part to me. This was during the Tyra fight, Tyra and John Wick. She's got him in the crucifix. She sees his wound and she just starts punching him in it. Mm-hmm. I really, this was, that was like, oh my God. I love that part. That one's really nice because it's like really brutal. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to, you know, we're going to turn the volume up here a bit. Number five, but when the guy hits John Wick with an SUV, like he hits a car that hits John and sends him flying. I love that part. I did not see that coming. That, that part I never saw coming. And that mm-hmm. when I watched it yesterday, I made a sound. You went, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> especially because I just read the Keanu cover story and the director's talking about he, I didn't know that he, the director was his stunt double yeah. from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. My mind is yeah. like exploding. So when I think about the fact that he's actually doing all these stunts, so I'm watching it again and I'm like, oh. Yeah, somebody's doing that shit. And this is going to be my pick. This is the last one. John Wick, we get a, the the shot of him. He's watching all the stuff on his phone with his wife. And there's like a part where they're giving each other a kiss. And he's filming himself giving his wife a kiss. And I think that that's just adorable. But also not a thing you would expect a guy who's killed hundreds of people. To, he was so in love that he said, let me get this. Let me get this selfie kiss. Which of these is the most surprising? Unless you have more. I watched the movie with my wife for the first time last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had never seen it. I think for obvious reasons, if you know her and the kinds of movies that she likes. But as soon as the dog appeared on screen, she was like, I'm all in on this movie. Ooh. And she was like, is the dog important to the movie? And I said, yes, the dog is very important <laughs> to the movie. Not in a way that you're hoping. And then the dog murder happens. And it was like one of the most emotionally volatile acts that the have worst? happened in my home in a while. Like she was upset. She was like, this is not good. Did she get mad at you for not telling her? She was, she was by that point, she was in on how cool the movie was. You know, there's like a, an aura around the movie that you're like, I'm in on it. But she was, she was really disturbed by that. That's your, okay. That's that's my answer. Yeah. The worst part about the dog dying too, is that like, then it's like, then the next scene is like, the blood spatter up to the dead dog. They like drag oh, him. God. Like, I know. What the? <laughs> I know. Like, that's so effective. Like, it's bad. Yeah, you were like, it's bad enough that like I know that you like literally just like hit the dog. Mm-hmm. Like I was already dealing with that, but now you're like. <laughs> so yeah, that was okay. I'll I'll ride with you, Sean. Thank I'll you. Ride with you. Okay, I'll thank you. I think we can all agree that that's an upsetting moment in the movie. It's so, really bad. I, you know, so I thought this when I watched the second one after watching the first one. And which was my second time. And I thought, this dog fits John Moore. And then I felt bad for like two weeks. <laughs> I was like, how could you do that to Daisy? Like, I was like, I'm just saying this dog kind of fits John Moore. Makes more sense. <laughs> Next category, which kill took the most skill? I've got four options for mm. you. And you can only pick between these four. Okay. You can't pick okay. any other ones. Okay. Option number one. The one I mentioned earlier, when he kills those two guys while he's riding the one guy. I love, he does that a bunch in the movies. He just cl- jumps on a guy, climbs him and rides him down. I love that. When he killed Kirill while he was, uh, while his hands were tied. That took a lot of talent there. This one, I don't know if he kills this guy, but Mayhem, my forehead hero. Mm-hmm. He dr- drifts his car right up to him and like knocks his head through the window after he shoots him. And then this one is going to be my pick. There's a guy during that last scene where he hits him with a car. And as the guy is rolling over the top of the car, he shoots him through the roof several times and then rolls off the front of the car. Which of those kills took the most skill? My vote is for the Kirill kill. Hands tied? Which I think is, that's probably the most exciting set piece in the movie for me. Because aside from that first shootout in the nightclub, because... You know, he's got a bag on his head and his hands are tied. And mm-hmm. you're like, 
wow, we're like 54 minutes in the movie and John's dead. Like yeah. he, I was like, I literally don't see a way out here. And I've seen a lot of action movies and I know there's always a way out. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was like, wow, tough this beat. Is, this I guess is, this is the last John Wick movie. I, I see that because technically it is the best. Like mm-hmm. it takes the most talent in some respects. But one of my favorite things about John Wick is the way he kills people with cars because mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, how are you using a car as like a ping pong paddle. Yeah. And so when he kills Ma'am and he actually, like, you think that he's just going to run him over mm-hmm. and he just pulls him through the roof. And then also he swings the car around and sh- throws his body away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that to me takes an incredible amount of talent. It's fantastic. <laughs> what is your What is your pick? I'm going with the guy he shoots as he's rolling over. I mean, that's roof. pretty sick. Because mm-hmm. that, that's good. a mistake that a lot of, they hit John with a lot of cars and nobody ever thinks to shoot him at the same time. Well, I was going to say, John, one of my favorite things about John, which is why I agree with the Marine thing, is that he always shoots you in the head. He always. never, ever, ever. Like, is it the first one or the second one where he kind of goes through a sequence where he, I want to say it's the first one, he goes, where he literally shoots every single person that yeah. comes at him in the head. The, although the funniest gunshot in the whole movie to me is when he shoots the priest in the leg. That's like yes. the funniest thing I've ever seen in a movie because, you know, priests like dogs. Are are holy? You know, you're not supposed to touch them. <laughs> and then you notice not, the priestess has like knuckle tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an evil priest. He may not even really be a priest. Also, that priest should be embarrassed. That that priest should be embarrassed. Actually, that's my vote okay. because John let him live and he waited to die. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand this. Like John is out here being merciful and being like, "Hey, bro, like you could you could retire too." Yeah, yeah. And people are like, "No, I will wait for my death." Last category. This is category six. Who or what would you like to know more about within the John Wick universe? Hmm. That's like a big thing that they do in the movies is they just give you little pieces of the stuff. I've got a couple of options. Of course, feel free to offer yours. Number one, the impossible job that John had to complete to get out of the assassination game. We never find out exactly what that is. We only know that it's impossible. They allude to it in part two again. We, we They never tell us what it is. Do you think that is the, the story of the prequel? You think that's what they'll do? I, it has to be. Yeah. It's got to be. But is is, is Keanu going to, I don't want to go too far off track, but will Keanu be too old to do that? Keanu could be 75. I don't care. Okay. Because <laughs> they said he's going to do it as long as his legs will take him. He, he runs weird. I know. He he's, he's, like, he's pushed <laughs> his body. <laughs> Yo, no, no. You know what it is? This is my favorite thing about John okay. Wick. Give it he's pigeon toed. Is he really? Is he <laughs> when really? he gets off the bus, that doesn't exist in Long Island City, the Q90, uh, when he gets <laughs> off the bus, or anytime he's running, like when he's holding his, especially at the end, this is why I'm talking about the dog feels more like, because he runs like John. Yeah. But yeah, whenever he's holding his side, if you look at him, if you look at his feet, it's like- What, a, like what a catch. This whole podcast series is worth it, if for no other reason than we found out that he's <laughs> pigeon It's really adorable, and I'm like, my God, the running must be painful. <laughs> Next option, I need to know- Jimmy, the police officer, is he part of the assassin world or is he just like complicit? Because if he's complicit, like do people outside of the assassin world know about the assassin world? Like is all of law enforcement, is it like a class? They say, hey, this is going to happen. Don't worry about the gold coins. It's a great question. I don't, I'd don't. i like to know. I would like to know. I need to know where John met his wife because mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. talk to anybody that's not in his world. Right. Was you think it was on like Raya? He was at a <laughs> he was at a market of some sort. But also, John John's so merciful. So he like, you know the story how he met his wife. <laughs> it's gonna be something like I was supposed to kill someone around you, and then I saw you. You mm. know what I mean? Like he like mm-hmm. he leaves. I think the great thing about uh, so you John, don't think it was at like Fud Ruckers or something? 
No, I don't. I don't at all. I, like John, like is very purposeful and intentional, mm-hmm. and like really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to explain that, but like it's like you're. I'm like he's out here just like let it, the amount of people who John Wick like. Part of his legend is not that everyone who's ever uh, seen him has died. Yeah. Mm. He has an inscrutable moral code. Yes. Why do people get to live? Why do they get to die? I would say, though, that that is his flaw. It is. That is the, like. Because he's he's not God, but he thinks he is. Exactly. Okay. And th- that comes back to haunting. That's why the, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's you know what I mean? It's like Jesus or God. It's like, Jesus is going to kill you. God's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. I want to know more about the guy who gets rid of the bodies. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that guy. I want to know more about the currency system. I don't understand. Everything costs a coin. Costs a coin to get rid of a dead Yeah, body. I want to know all about the coin. Costs I want to know about the drink. I don't how do you become the continental guy? Yeah. Oh, how, wanna... how do you become Winston? Like, how do you own the continental? Yeah. Hmm. I want to know more. Because about... even the one in even the one in Italy too. Like. Yeah. They're, like, like they're... what are those guys up to? It's, a... <laughs> it's franchises everywhere. That's like know, Bilderberg uh, Group shit. That's the real Illuminati. Boom. Yeah. I want to know what kind of hair product John uses. Because he has hair mm-hmm. product in there. It's mm-hmm. not just flowing. I want to know why John didn't shoot Theon as soon as he saw him in the club. He's like down, on, he's down, he's got the gun. He's looking right at him. He gives him a look. And it's like three seconds. He's killing everybody else in one second. Bah, bah, bah. He sees him. He waits just long enough for him to get away. So what was going on in his head there? I have a lot more questions about the mythology of the world. Okay. Give me two. Give me your give me your two good questions. Well, I, I guess we're probably gonna see this in the TV series, but just the the origins of the continental is something that I I want explained to me. I mean, once it's explained, maybe I won't like it as much, but like who started it and why is important. One of the things that they do in John Wick that is really clever is they will like approach an explanation without getting it all the way there. Like the one you're talking about in part three, there's like, they kind of explain it, but not really. You, you walk away from the conversation going, Oh, and well, then you only know later, you're like, as what? much as you're intended to know, right. which I kind of like, because mm-hmm. it doesn't force any weird, the monologues give you just what you need to mm-hmm. know. They're never right. like, and here's an unraveling of the world. At, at the risk of making a ridiculous comparison, it's kind of like star Wars where there's like, almost too much information in the world of Star Wars. So they're like, mm-hmm. we're just going to slowly parcel this out over the course of 45 years. And I feel like if John Wick wants to do that and can successfully make movies, they probably no, could do can. that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, a, it's one of the first times that you have a uh, mythology that feels really, really vast and really deep uh, without being like a comic. Right, right. It's very comic. Like, Action thrillers like, almost never do this. Never. And it's very comic rich, I like to say. Like, it's very story rich, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what makes everyone. That's my favorite thing about assassin thrillers, like the idea of revenge and the idea that it, like, it kind of eats on itself. Mm-hmm. And so you see so much of John Wick 1, which also I think is the reason he doesn't shoot Theon immediately, is there's like, I, you sense a hesitation in him that doesn't carry on to, to part two. Because I think by part two, he's realized that like the chain reaction has already been set off and there's nothing he can do to go back. I think that's why he mm-hmm. murders Santino. He's just like, he's no longer now or never. Yeah. It's like kill you today or kill you tomorrow. Like I, I'm already in the only way out is to literally go like full hunger games gauntlet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I, I like if I owe someone, I'm just going to keep owing people. It's just going to keep stacking on itself. And that's the thing about. Wick one where there's several moments where he kind of like it's like the yeah I'm thinking I'm back it's like 
I have a minute to maybe not do this or to do this differently or to maybe go back to my like very quiet life. And I'm like fortune favors the bold. I'm going forward with this because I am who I am. And that's just that. And that's my moral code. Thank you all so much for talking about this movie with me. Yeah, thanks I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Shay. You've been listening to With a Pencil. Today's guests were Sean Fennessy and Nikki Mayard. You can read Sean on TheRinger.com and find Nikki on Twitter at Judd Nikki. This has been a production of The Ringer. I'm Kara Hart and I produce this show and Craig Horlbeck was our engineer this week. Juliet Littman is our executive producer and our theme song is by Daniel Birch. On next week's episode, we find out which tough guy movie dog owner is the best. Keanu Reeves and Daisy and John Wick, Robert Neville and Sam in I Am Legend, or Bob Saganowski and Rocco in The Drop. 